Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Welcome to the Trevally Mining Corporation Second Quarter 2021 Financials and Earnings Conference Call and Webcast. After the speaker's present remarks, there will be a Q&A session. If you would like to ask a question during that time, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. You may press star 1 at any time during the call to enter the queue. I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded. I would now like to turn the call over to Brendan Creamy. Please begin. Thank you, Jenny. Good day, everyone, and thanks for taking the time to join the call this morning. Before we get started, I would like to direct your attention to our forward-looking language on slide two. Our discussion today will contain forward-looking information about the company's future performance. Although forward-looking statements are based on what management believes to be reasonable assumptions, actual results may turn out to be different to these forward-looking statements. For a complete discussion of the risks, uncertainties, and factors which may lead to actual operating and financial results being different from the estimates contained in our forward-looking statements, please refer to our latest MD&A filed on CDAR for the period ended June 30, 2021. I'd also like to mention that this conference call is being recorded and a replay webcast will be available one hour after today's call. In conjunction with this conference call, there's an accompanying PDF presentation available on the event section the corporate presentation section of Trevally's website under the Investors tab. The link to our live webcast is also on Trevally's website under Events. Moving to slide three, the main presenters today are Rick Grimbeek, Trevally's President and CEO. He will be accompanied by Derek Dupreez, Trevally's Chief Technical Officer, and myself as Trevally's Chief Financial Officer. Rick, it's over to you. Thank you, Brendan. Um, and starting on slide four, the company ended Q2 on a strong footing and continues to be well positioned to take full advantage of the opportunities provided by the positive momentum in the zinc market. We are pleased with our overall operational results, having safely achieved production of 87.3 million payable pounds of zinc at a C1 cash cost of 80, 84 cents and an all sustaining cost of 97 cents per pound. Our safety record improved through stronger engagement and increased risk control awareness during Q2, lowering our recordable injury rate from 13.3 in Q1 to 5.2 in Q2. We thank all of our workforce for their contribution to this improvement. We had a strong production performance um, with Rospina catching up from a slow first quarter and Pocoa's mill was de-bottlenecked, which supported the operation running at a higher throughput. Canberra contributed its first full um, quarter of production since being restarted in the first quarter. Ramp-up delays were experienced, and we will discuss this later on the call. We've increased the production guidance range for 2021 at both, both Bacoa and Rospina, and decreased it for Caribou, while Santander is expected to um, expected zinc production remains the same, however silver production has increased. Guidance for the full year 2021 is now forecast to be between 330 and 355 million pounds of zinc at an all-in sustaining cost of between 
between 94 and 98 cents um, per pound, which at current zinc prices will ensure we capture a robust margin um, and will uh, translate in meaningful cash flows. Adjusted EBITDA of $32 million um, is a 31% increase over Q1 2021. And we reported adjusted earnings of one cent per share. Net debt increased for the quarter, but this was timing based, as we as there was a buildup of receivables at the quarter end. By the end of July, net debt reduced to $92.4 million. Turning to slide five, I will step through the operations in detail. At Pacoa, payable production for Q2 um, 2021 was at 40 million pounds. The site achieved an average mill throughput of 100 tons per hour for, for the month of April and May, which we will discuss further in this uh, presentation. For the month of June, we experienced some logistical issues with getting material into the port of Abidjan, um, which resulted in equipment mobilization delays, as well as high electricity costs due to on-site availability of our HFO generators. This resulted in reduced production and higher costs for June. Since then, the mobile equipment has arrived on site, and we are again producing at the higher throughput rate. In terms of HFO generators, we've supplemented the power with LFO generators, and we are working through the maintenance of the HFO generators, which we expect to be at full capacity at the end of August. We continued on T3 deposits, um, and we are at the point in the program where we need to move from surface drilling to underground drilling to get the right positioning for our next hole. We need to wait for the decline to be developed as part of the normal uh, mining activities in order to do this work. In the meantime, we've moved our exploration activities to regional targets close to the mine for Q3. Raspina completed the, the quarter with strong production and unit cost compared to Q1 2021, producing 19.6 million pounds of payable zinc um, at a C1 cash cost of only 51 cents and an all-in sustaining cost of 77 cents per pound, which was supported by a, a lead silver sale during the quarter. We have two additional lead silver sales planned for 2021, each for uh, one for each quarter. The ore stockpile is being replenished, which supports our blending efforts to manage microcortite feed through the mill. We have advanced the very exciting ROS RP 2.0 feasibility study and are on track for imminent publication this quarter. At Tantanda, zinc production was at 12 million pounds, produced at a C1 cash cost of $1.03 and an oil sustaining cost of $1.04, and was supported by strong silver production. At the beginning of 2021, Trevali indicated that mining operations at the Mudisol um, deposit were expected to be complete by the end of the year, and Santana would move into an exploration phase to focus on the discovery and definition of new mineralizations to complement the existing Santander pipe mineral resource. Given the current strength in the zinc market um, and operational results to date, we made the decision to increase underground development in 2021, which extends the mine life into the first half of 2022. As a result, unit costs are expected to be modestly higher in 2021, given the additional 3,000 meters of development now scheduled, while zinc and lead payable production guidance is being reaffirmed, with payable zinc guidance being increased. Drilling of, of a deep geophysical anomaly below the defined Magistol and Santana pipe ore was completed with no significant results. Regional drilling targets bordering the Vulcan 
um, Rumina deposits are being pursued at the moment. Canbu produced 15.7 billion pounds of zinc at a C1 cash cost of 80 cents and an all-in sustaining cost of $1.01, impacted by a byproduct credit delay. And I will pass it over to Derek to go through further detail of our plans for Caribou for the next quarter. Thanks, Rikas. <coughs> Moving to slide six, the initial restart of Caribou was completed on time and on budget as announced last quarter. However, ramp-up has been slower than expected due to lower than planned or stockpile levels caused by challenges related to the COVID-19 pandemic. These include the initial onboarding of personnel, the availability of underground equipment, and delays related to supply chain logistics. While these issues have since been resolved, the planned or stockpile levels have not been achieved, and the mold is therefore expected to run at a throughput of between 2,100 and 2,500 tons per day for the remainder of 2021. As a result, annual production guidance for 2021 is being revised down to 48 to 53 million pounds of zinc, 16 to 17 million pounds of lead, and 428 to 477,000 ounces of silver. C1 cash cost and all in sustaining cost guidance is being reduced despite a lower production due to successful cost containment and savings programs. The Q2 all-in sustaining costs represents a reduction of over 30% to where we were operating at before going into care and maintenance despite the lower volumes. This clearly demonstrates the success of our cost savings program. C1 cash cost is forecast to be lower due to contractor equipment costs being treated as capital leases, whereas this was previously expected to be expensed. C1 cash cost and all-in sustaining cost are guided lower to 66 to 70 cents and 92 to 96 cents respectively. We have made good progress on the longer-term plan for Caribou and it's anticipated that a decision will be made by the end of 2021 on whether to proceed on pursuing additional underground development to potentially extend the conventional mine life beyond the current two-year mine plan. Staying on Caribou on slide seven, I'm very excited to discuss an additional opportunity which has the potential to not only unlock significant value for Caribou, but for the wider Bathurst mining camp. Earlier this week, we announced the pilot testing program for FL Smith's Rapid Oxidative Leads Process, or ROL for short. If viable at Caribou, the technology has the potential to increase metallurgical recoveries, reduce precipitate or metal on site, including copper and gold, and reduce or eliminate concentrate freight costs and treatment charges. It could further be applied to both tailings at Caribou and fresh ore out of the mine. We've had some promising results to date with laboratory test work at FL Smith's facilities down in Salt Lake City. The next phase of the testing program is an essential step in evaluating the economic viability of the process, with the potential to enhance the value of the in-situ materials material and tailings at Caribou, as well as the surrounding deposits in the Bathurst region. If the pilot plant program is successful, we would move to prepare a PEA and NI43-101 technical report. For additional information on the role, please visit our website to read the full news release dated August 3, 2021. We will be updating the market regularly as we advance this program further. Thank you, Derek, and I'm, I just want to reiterate how excited I am about this, the potential of, of this role technology. We, we said um, 
a year ago that we, we are going to be studying alternatives for caribou. And, you know, this is the, the first uh, phase of starting to tell the market what we are seeing. Um, the potential seems really significant, and I really look forward to, to seeing the, the results. And we will be coming back to you very soon with um, the results of the first um, pilot program. Thank you, Rikus. <clears throat> Moving to slide eight, I will go into more detail on the work we've done to optimize the Pakoa mill. The Pakoa operation has historically achieved a throughput of 89 dry metric tons per hour. With some modifications, we were able to first achieve 95 tons per hour, then increasing to 108 tons per hour. The best average throughput was achieved in May with 105 tons per hour, with a head grade of 13.3% zinc. Some of the modifications made were changing the water inlet and discharge, reducing ball mold sizes from 3 inch to 2.5 inch, reducing the discharge thermal screen sizes, and reducing the mold recirculation load, and replacing the signal underflow and tailing pumps with larger pumps. As a result, mold throughput has been sustainably increased from approximately 90 tons per hour to greater than 100 tons per hour without compromising metal recovery. Additional underground mobile equipment has been mobilized to ensure mining rates support the higher mold throughput. With the changes to the mine and mill, we have taken the opportunity to revise guidance, increasing the zinc payable production for 2021 to a range of 160 to 170 million pounds at a C1 cash cost of 83 to 87 cents and the all-in sustaining cost of 90 to, 90 to 94 cents per pound. Brendan, over to you. Thanks, Derek. On slide nine, I would like to highlight the business improvement efforts we've undertaken in the first two quarters of the year. We have been opportunistic with the increasing zinc price, being mindful to balance those opportunities with cost containment to ensure we capture an appropriate margin per pound. In Q1, the positive zinc market supported our decision to restart the Caribou mine with a two-year mine life. We completed additional underground development at Santander to achieve a full year's production. In the second quarter, we continued on with additional development work in Santander, which now extends the mine life into the first half of 2022. In addition, we are studying ways to extend Caribou, either through conventional mining and milling or through our recently announced roll program. Some of these value-added initiatives will increase all-in sustaining costs in the short term. However, at the current zinc price, the margins have expanded, as highlighted by the graph on the right side of the page. Our full-year 2021 consolidated ESIC guidance of $0.94 cents to $0.98 cents per pound of zinc relative to the current price of zinc at $1.37 provides a margin of approximately $0.39 cents to $0.41 cents a pound. Moving to slide 10, the average LME price for zinc during the quarter was $1.32 a pound, up 6% over Q1. Revenue increased to $101.1 million, up 41% over Q1 and was due to the first full quarter of production from Caribou, byproduct sales from both Rosh Pina and Caribou, and a higher zinc price. While Caribou meaningfully contributed to revenue for the quarter, timing of sales did hold back the number somewhat from being higher. C1 cash costs reduced by 6% and ASIC was reduced by 2% during the quarter, supported by byproduct credits, which more than offset operational cost inflation and a weakening of the US dollar. Adjusted EBITDA was 32 million, an increase of 31% relative to Q1 2021, and operating cash flows before working capital was 33.5 million, which was impacted by the timing of receivables, which I will speak to on the next slide. As of the end of Q2, we had a substantial increase to our net settlement receivables, 
They increased from 32.8 million at the end of the first quarter to 70.1 million as of the end of the second quarter, representing approximately 70.2 million zinc equivalent pounds. The Q2 net settlement receivable consisted of three Percoa shipments out at sea, one parcel at port, a late June sale at Roshpina, and several trucks from Santander making their way to warehouses, and a higher caribou receivable after production restarted in late Q1. The buildup in receivables is really just a timing issue, and those were happened to be the logistical movements of our sales as of June 30th. Comparing that to the end of the first quarter, we only had two Percoa shipments out at sea, several trucks delivering concentrate from Sander Tender to warehouses, and a few final invoices to be paid across the business. Since the quarter ended, 50.7 million in net settlement receivables have been collected, and net debt has decreased to 92.4 million as of July 31st, 2021. As a reminder, our expected sales and therefore cash flow generation is weighted to the fourth quarter of this year as it relates to our annual guidance. Back to you, Rikas. Thank you, Brendan. Um, um, consistent to what we've expected, we continue to see a run-up in the zinc price, um, and as of today, it sits at $1.37 per pound up over 67% from the low of 82 cents back in March of 2020. We believe that the outlook for the zinc market remains robust. Um, the metal sector has performed well as global economic activity increased and pent-up demand struggled to be satisfied due to supply chain constraints. Although there has been a pause in price increases of late, we believe the structural shift towards a metal-intensive economy environment is still in its infancy. There are several drivers to the shift, including infrastructure spent initiatives, decarbonizing of the energy sources, electrification of transportation, and technology-related um, improvements in manufacturing efficiency. Meanwhile, global um, manufacturing is strong. Um, growth of the Eurozone manufacturing sector hit new heights during June, with the headline PMI setting a fresh survey record for the fourth consecutive month. After accounting for seasonal factors, the PMI improved to 63.4, up from 63.1 in May. Moving to slide 13, Tami exchange inventories decreased to 256,000 tons by the end of Q2, versus 270,000 tons on March 2021. Shanghai Futures Exchange zinc stocks dropped to 35,000 tons versus 113,000 tons at the end of Q1. At eight days of global consumption, this inventory level is well below historical averages of 18 days and is also supportive of higher zinc prices. As reported earlier this year, annual benchmark contract treatment charges for zinc concentrators agreed to in Asia and Europe at $159 per ton versus $300 per ton agreed to last year. Duvali's concentrate offtake agreements reference the annual benchmark treatment charges. Although market expectations are for zinc concentrate supply to expand in the coming quarters, the low annual benchmark um, reflected tightness in concentrate. In the recent market update with McKenzie's June in, um, indicative spot treatment charge was reported at $80 per ton. This is still significantly below the annual benchmark number and further supports our view on the, the tightness in the supply side of concentrate. We continue to deliver positive, and on slide 14, we continue to deliver positive results in the second quarter and expect further cash flow generation at the current zinc price with all our operations positively contributing towards that goal. The financial results for the first half of the year strengthened the balance sheet 
having reduced net debt to $92.4 million as of July 31st, a reduction of $12.6 million since the start of the year, which is inclusive of the restart investment made at Caribou. Um, and as Brenton mentioned earlier, we expect significant cash flows to come in in the fourth quarter. With our strengthening financial position and the imminent um, delivery of the RP 2.0 feasibility study, the role program at Caribou, as well as other exciting projects across the portfolio, we, con we continue discussions with our lending syndicate and other global financial institutions on securing project debt financing to support the company's growth plans. We look forward to providing you further updates as we progress throughout the year. With that operator, over to you for questions. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Once again, if you have a question, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Your first question is from Stefan Onu with Cormac Securities. I know it's early. Hi, Stefan. Can you hear me? Hello. I'm sorry, sir. That question was withdrawn. Stefan, please go ahead. Hello. Uh, Stefan, you can you can shoot your question. Thanks, Matt. Hi, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, great. So I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, just curious with the rapid oxidase, oxidative leach work. I know it's it's still early days, but can you maybe just give us a sense of sort of even just order of magnitude of capital costs that might be required to implement that in in New Brunswick? Stephanie, you know, we, as I said earlier, I'm very excited by, by the technology. It is new technology, um, but, you know, we're working with a very reputable and strong partner in F.L. Schmidt. Um, you know, we're very excited by the potential that this brings. You know, if you, you can just imagine uh, uh, Caribou going from, um, you know, because one, one of the, the, the big problems we have at Caribou is the recovery of zinc, the, the percentage of recovery. You know, if we run really well and we do everything right, we get 80% recovery of zinc. So it, that's always been one of the, the, the bottlenecks at, at, recover, at Caribou to, to make it a really great operation. So, you know, and, and that's where we started looking at different ways of and different technologies to find a way to, to get that done. And, and we, we landed on, on the raw technology because, you know, it, it's not just it, a, a potential um, significant increase in recovery, but it also goes, it, it, it skips the step of, of concentrate um, delivery. So that means you go Straight from ore, ore tailings, and that's the other very exciting part of this is that, you know, it, it's got the potential to, to um, retreat tailings. Um, so you go from that step straight into producing metal. Um, and, you know, we would not be bringing this to the, to the market and, and making a big splash of this if, if we didn't believe that there's a, a real potential for this. As for your question on, on capital cost, you know, it's very hard at this, at this stage to, to quantify that. 
but again, you know, when, when we look at this, we, we would not put something forward if, unless we feel that there is some, some real potential. Okay, oh, no, fair enough. And I guess, I guess just thinking out loud, too, just, you know, further to that question, obviously the mention of, of, you know, considering doing some additional underground development at Caribou to extend the mine, the mine life there, um, just in terms of, of this, this new process, I mean, is there sort of a minimum threshold number of, of mine life years you're going to need, and it, it, could that concept, conceptually be supplied from Caribou alone, or is it something that's going to start pulling in resources from elsewhere, in, you know, in the area? Yeah, I think, you know, I'll, I'll point back to our um, reserve statements, and you'll see Caribou has got, you know, quite quite a decent um, reserve life ahead of it. So, you know, that, that in itself would, would, would be a, a good supply to, um, to this new process. But what we, what we can also see is the potential of, of um, half-mile and strat-map, for example, that, that can also be treated um, mm -hmm. using exactly mm -hmm. the same technology and then overlay um, the, the tailings that we have, um, you know, and other potential tailing um, sources in the area. So, you know, if you, you, you start adding all of those things together, um, then if you, it could be a very, very interesting opportunity, not just for Caribou, but for, for the whole of New Brunswick uh, mining cap. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Well, I look forward to seeing the results. Thanks very much. Thanks, mate. Again, for a question, press star one. At this time, there are no further questions. I'll turn it back to the speakers. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, it's, it's, as, as we said, and you would have seen from the materials, we're excited that, um, you know, we had a, a, a really strong first half of the year. Very excited for, for some of the, um, the, the, the imminent um, announcements we'll be making around the feasibility study, RP 2.0. Um, and then also um, outcomes for the role process. And, um, you know, as, as we also pointed out, that the second half of the year is where we, we expect to be making some decent, decent cash flows after the investments we've made at Caribou. Um, so, yeah, exciting times ahead. Um, thank you for listening and um, see you at the next quarter. That does conclude today's conference. You may now disconnect. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc thank you for listening to tsx quarterly if you enjoyed the cast remember to leave a good rating and remember for any additional inquiries please consult the company's investor relations section on their website See you next time.